Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to July's Paranormal Roundtable. It is July. I can't believe it. You wouldn't know. It's been raining all day here. Um, all week. Yeah. All of Europe is basking in 40-degree heat. Um, so I'm burning. It's our Brexit. So not only do Europe hate us, the weather hates us. Anyway, we are joined, as always, by Paramike. Mike Hello. Earl, how are we doing? Not bad, stuff. Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. We've got Michaela from Paranormal or What podcast. Hello. And we have Nat, who is joining us today, who's one of the main people, probably the, the most important person, yeah. UFO identified. And, um, oh, my God, where? Well, I don't even know what I'm thinking now. Also, the voice behind um, the podcast with Abby. Women of the Dark. Women of the Dark. My apologies. I couldn't even. And my newest one, Closet of Curiosities. Yeah, the artwork on that is fantastic. It is. Some dodgy geezer did that, I think. But yes, good evening to everyone. How are we all doing? Good. Apart from we agree with you on that. You know, we're getting the rough end of the stick here when everyone else is very hot and warm elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll start today's episode with paranormal burnout. Well, it's on the topic of Europe's on fire. Oh, (laughs) Ash, I can't believe you. Is that too close to the line? That's slick. Especially with your name being Ash. Oh, hey, oh, oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the fact that my Corfu holiday on Sunday is in jeopardy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so Wait. is Corfu really bad then? I know Rhodes is. Yeah. But... Wow. Well, fingers yeah. crossed for you that it's all good. Yeah. That's all good. So you have to keep us posted on the next episode to tell us whether or not it went ahead. <laughs> I'm I certainly hope you do. Yeah. I certainly hope you do. I certainly hope you do. Oh, dear. I've never been to Corfu. No, no um, I'm I. I'm hoping to. <laughs> it's very nice. I've been. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't brag. <laughs> I might not get there. <laughs> so, paranormal burnout then. What are your thoughts, Mike? It was something that you raised as a topic issue. Uh, do you care to elaborate a little bit more? And then we'll go around and see what everybody's thoughts are. Uh, yeah, so it's essentially the feeling of the more the more you see things in terms of the paranormal sphere, community, whatever you want to call it, and the more things come out as fake, or the more you delve into it and see that a lot of stuff is a lot of stuff within it is fake. And then on top of that, if anyone listening or anyone on the panel has been on a paranormal investigation, which I know most of you have. And as we kind of know, paranormal investigations can be the most boring way to spend an evening. Um, and it's just, does it get to a point where where you look at everything online and everything, almost seemingly everything's fake, and then you go and try and investigate for yourself and you get nothing and you kind of think like, this is getting really tedious. Like, is, is something I've been thinking about more and more recently due to those circumstances and starting to think like, is the paranormal is there anything actually in it is 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 there anything real in it so to speak and it's one of those weird things to say because then you'll have a night where something happens and it snaps you right back into being like being excited about it and being like oh my god but but yeah there's long periods of time where i look at everything and go is um um are we or am i just kidding myself that what i'm doing is what i may or may not think it is thoughts everyone yeah i i would agree with you and i think in our age of manic social media at the minute 
because it's ever so clever and spies on you, the more that you're interested in a particular subject, obviously, the more little bits of that kind of snippets that you get. So a lot comes my way on Facebook and TikTok and and things like that of paranormal stuff. But I find myself now, whereas I would have looked and checked out each of those videos and really scrutinised it, now there's so much of it out there, I find myself just flick 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 at because I just think I can't be asked even watching this it's too much it's it's overload and every every Tom Dick and Harry seems to be posting about it and it does get you like that where you just think I don't want to sit through and watch any more of this it's enough you know but then there'll be the one little clip that you do watch and it'll draw you right back in again because there'll be something on that you think Ah, I think there's something in that or, you know, I'd like to dive into that a bit more. But there's so much of it out there on social media and on telly. Everyone's doing a bit of it that it can become overloaded. What do you reckon, Michaela? Yeah, I completely agree. I think I think I'm going through a period of it at the moment. Um I'm just fed up. <laughs> I, I even when the the one thing um over all the years of, of doing this that used to get me really excited was watching other people on the TV doing stuff. And now and I've got I must have like a hundred and sixty um paranormal programmes recorded on my TV. Like, like I'm just gonna have a little paranormal hour because I don't you know, with having kids and working full time and all that sort of thing, you just think, right, I'm gonna treat myself, I'm gonna have an hour of paranormal to myself and I sit there going oh, more of the same, more of the same, seeing that, can't stand him, he really winds me up. Um and I just like oh I was like, Oh, I might watch Gardener's World instead. And um and then uh, the same, as Nat said, going through all my paranormal groups on Facebook. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, that idiot. Oh, God. Can't stand them wittering on again. And um, and then I'll watch, uh, you know, YouTube shows that we all know about. And I think, they're really starting to annoy me now. <laughs> Just the, And then you go on an investigation and you go, why am I doing this? I could have been sat at home. And And you do get to the point where you just go, Am I, am I? Have I had enough of this now for a bit? Do I need to leave and come back in six months? Because I feel like I'm just being really negative about everything. Everyone's annoying me. Everyone seems fake. Everyone seems out for themselves. Everyone's whinging. And sometimes it just all seems to crowd in. And you go, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Nobody's listening to my podcast anyway. Nobody reads my articles that I write. And I think you just get yourself on a, a massive negative sort of down. And I think with me and maybe with you, as you said, it's like it's overload. Mm-hmm. And you just go, I, I just, I'm not enjoying this at the moment. I'm, I'm not even interested, which I've never found myself, you know, at a point where I thought I'm not interested anymore. And the only thing that perked me up was the idea of popping on here for 20 minutes. I thought, oh, yeah, I'd really like to do that. So I just said to my friend, do you mind if I just go and pop into the the live feed for 20 minutes? And that's literally the only thing, and I've never been in that situation before. So I think it is overload, really. I I think all the shows that you see on telly are, are so similar. They're all bunches of people hanging out in the middle of the night in a creaky old haunted house with the same bits of equipment facing down the same stories and they go to the same places on a lot of the different shows that are out there so we're not seeing anything fresh or new or any type of different type of investigations I mean ghosts don't just come out at night time yeah everything nearly that we see there on the telly or clips and stuff is filmed, you know, in the dark, in a shady little camera in the corner. It's time to kick it up and freshen it up and do something a bit different. That's what would get me. Yeah. Even the things where people are doing different things, what's really annoying me at the moment is that people are telling me what I can believe in. Mm. They're telling me I'm not allowed to believe in orbs. 
or any light anomalies. I'm not allowed to believe in the Ouija board. I'm not allowed to believe in this because they've all proven that it doesn't work and it doesn't exist. And I just think, don't tell me what to believe and don't call me a cretin for believing it. And that really winds me up because people who are investigators should be open-minded, not telling people what they should be doing and what they should be believing in. That really winds me up. I think there's something to be said as well. I, I had a... I guess an experience recently where um, someone who I go, I go investigating with quite a lot was like, "Oh, you should, you should watch this YouTube channel, Project Fear. They're really good. This that even they do do some interesting things. They'll like stay overnight alone in the haunted places." But I put it on for two seconds, and it was typical travel channel bullshit, where they remind you of. Guys, remember when we were here last year and this happened on floor two, where we're going up to floor two now? I wonder if it will happen again. Remember when this happened on floor two? And to the point that one of them got in an elevator, pressed the button, and then when the elevator moved, jumped out of his skin and screamed, going, oh, my God. And it's like, <laughs> this is, I'm not sure if they understand how elevators work, but <laughs> I don't, like, it's all dramatized. Yeah. and all fucking built up and it's all a bunch of people jumping around screaming and stuff like that and don't get me wrong i've had some sketchy moments and that's not necessarily how i react and i can imagine that some people do react like that but over everything it's like come on man and i think that that's what spoils it again for me as well the fact that it's because it's kind of fucking boring it gets over dramatized a lot to try and make it interesting and i think that ruins quite a lot of it yeah, I think for me, like sometimes you're watching some of the shows, and obviously, I mean, I've been in places where I've felt scared and maybe reacted differently to how I thought I would react. But you watch, you watch the shows and asking for a certain thing to happen, and then it happens, and then you went out screaming. It's like you were asking for this to happen, so why are you now running away from? Like you've yeah. just you, you've done what you're there to do. Why are you now screaming and running away from the camera and doing all this drama? Like you say, just like that's what you were there for. Like. like you asked for it to knock or make a noise, and it's just made the noise or moved. Now you're running off scared. It's like doesn't make sense. And not to not to hark on about it again because I've spoken about it enough. But when we went to the Stoke Museum, and Patsy said, "If you if you if that's you upstairs, can you do it again, please?" And there was that almighty knock. And we quickly found out of the flight fl- fight, flight, or freeze. We were both freezers because we both shit our pants and sat there going, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, it was it was fucking scary. But you're right. Neither of us like jumped out of our skin and went, oh my God, or ran out or whatever. Cause it's like, that's what you're here for. Yeah, yeah. And I always want to go talk to them. They've just communicated with you. Don't go, what the hell was that? Like, that's the person or whatever it was that you just asked for. Now carry on the communication. And nobody does. It drives me insane. It's like, carry on, carry on. We want to see how it how it turns out do they get back in touch again or does something happen but nobody's going to know when everyone's either as you say running out of the room or going what the hell was that it's like that was the thing that you asked for <laughs> and i'm not i'm not trying to sound like a knob saying this and admittedly there are certain teams that are pushing the boundaries but it's almost as if the vast majority of paranormal investigators are doing the same thing and either faking results or not getting much results. So maybe it's time to start rethinking some things or actually properly trying different things. What they are, I don't know, and I can't tell you. But I think the thing is that a lot of the experiments that are done are not new experiments. No. No. Everything's the same I know you've got technology and we've like you you do the Estes method, um, which is a great experiment, but there's nothing really groundbreaking in a lot of the activity. I know like with Ouija boards, that is something that's been around for some time and it clearly gets some results, whether people believe that or not. Um, but, yeah, I I think that it's the same old, same old thing that happens. I, I think one of the other issues is that there are other communities with under the paranormal 
um, umbrella, so like UAP stuff, that is almost daily now something new is happening and not just something new but something groundbreaking like tomorrow it's being discussed uh congressional open hearings with three depends what you think of them top witnesses that are going to be swearing on oath that what they're saying is truth um and I, I know we've discussed it before, and I can never see that it, that the paranormal community is going to take be taken as seriously. I say seriously, but the the investment publicly by governments in the paranormal, there's there's clearly behind the scenes stuff that they do because they remote viewing was stuff that's been done by the CIA. Um, there has been. Um, well, you've got the hitchhiker effect from Skinwalker Ranch that the um, some of the secret projects um, discuss and the fact that orbs there, weirdly, um, and creatures coming out of portals and, and poltergeist activity, particularly at Skinwalker, but other places. Um, but it doesn't quite get the groundbreaking attention that the UFO community does um, probably because it's non-tangible. Nobody's sort of, there's been no sort of physical evidence that you would necessarily stand up in court. I know there hasn't necessarily been with, with UFOs, but you've got like the Tic Tac video and the gimbal and go fast videos where Navy pilots have caught stuff on camera. Uh, it's quite hard to, knock that but there's been no high profile videos come out of the paranormal it's always stuff that's in the the sun or the the sport or and historically has been i know it's, it's slightly changing now but the community is full of batshit crazy people to be fair and when you try and have a rational conversation with them about evidence that they're putting up on facebook pages and you get told you're you're sort of, if you don't like it, just scroll past. It's like, it's not the fact I don't like it. It's the fact that it's clearly something that's not paranormal being passed off as something that's paranormal, which stops the credibility. I mean, it's the same in the UFO world. There's loads of fake stuff there, but it's very toxic in the, the paranormal world on, on Facebook. You don't like it and you get booted from a group. Simple as that. And that's, that's no real way to forward the... The, the sort of position of the paranormal in my mind so it I, I i feel the same way there is paranormal burnout it's so much on tv and youtube everybody wants um wants a piece of it everybody's it's very clickbaity in terms of tv programs because not much happens all the time something has to happen in a tv program pretty much for a mainstream network to to take it because you wouldn't want six episodes of six different locations with no evidence at all, because that would be boring, pretty dull. Um, but we've, we've been fortunate enough, me and Ash, to speak to Keith Linder, who Mike put me in touch with, um, about Bothell the, Hell House. Bothell Hell House. And they had Ghost Adventures there with Zach Baggins and his crew. And he told us his version of what what the, happened in the episode. They were like there for a matter of a few hours, then left and basically said nothing happened paranormal there. Like like with what Nat said, because like, most of Keith's stuff happened in the daytime. Mm -hmm. But then Ghost Adventures went, went there at night Yep, for like three hours, whereas most of the stuff happened to him like, in the daytime and over a long period of time. And they went at night for a few hours, nothing happens. They were like, yeah, this is bullshit. Nothing, nothing happens at this house. It's like, well... Come, in, come like for longer and in the daytime when the stuff happens. There's there's also more to it than that as well. Like um, his the the, the Bothell Hell House episode was the first episode after they'd been accused of faking things. So it's almost as if they'd gone out to release an episode where nothing happens, as if to be like, look, guys, we don't fake anything. You're right. They were there for about four hours, and immediately I think Zach Baggins didn't like Keith's girlfriend at the time. No, he didn't. It, and that, it comes that, quite evident on the episode as I've well. Not, I've not actually seen it, but 
apparently that was that was another thing and from reading Keith's book and other books about poltergeists they and this might sound like a cop-out but they are notoriously hard to capture on on video mm-hmm. to the point that they will wait apparently won't do anything when there's a camera around because they're smart awkward. enough to know it's around yeah awkward and that's that's the entirety that's the entirety of what a poltergeist is is right awkward and admittedly there's there's clips where Keith Lindrell will like walk into his kitchen and all his cupboard doors are open or like his sofa's upside down or something like that. And it's like, you look at it and go, is he doing this himself? But then what sort of sane, rational person would just go to that depth of trash in their own house just to go, oh, look, I've got a poltergeist. Because mm. he's not, he's written some books about it, but I'm not sure how, it's not like he's, a super known person in the paranormal community, right? So it's not like an infamy thing. It's weird, very and weird. He's a really nice guy. We spoke we spoke to him at length, a couple of hours, and it was he's an interesting guy, and he's very unassuming. And um, he's um, I can't remember what his job is exactly. It's something to do with computers. Like he works for Microsoft, yeah. and he's so. Yeah, and this right. isn't this isn't a basis of anyone's character. But from that, generally speaking, people who do those jobs are pretty logical because it's mm. dealing with computers and the way computers work all day. So you'd think that, uh, and I mean, this is the subject of his third book where he's trying to apply um, quantum physics to how a, a poltergeist operates. And again, it's that logic of looking at something and going, well, how can, how can I potentially explain that phenomena happening and not necessarily what's causing it, but how it could happen? And that's when we get to the levitating water droplets and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's mad stuff that can happen with sound, for definite, with water droplets, paint, all sorts of stuff. There's some great videos. Mm-hmm. But it does come to a point now that there is no – it's always the same things with the shows. I don't know how you you feel about that as well, Nat. Like you mentioned, they're going to the same places. They do the same yeah. experiments as everybody else. Everybody does the same experiments. Nobody's – even some of the recent sort of high-profile programs that are on YouTube and, and stuff like that now uh, that we talk about, it's still the same set of calling out infrared photographs. Yeah, there's, there's it, just nothing it, fresh. There's nothing new. There's no one innovating, and that's what we need, a bit of innovation. Yeah. What, what that is. I'm not sure. I also um, think that's a symptom of not knowing what we're dealing with, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. From a previous conversation with Greg, there was something that he suggested we try on an investigation soon. Um, just from that, I'm like, yeah, I'll try that. And maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe I'll start investigating in a more cognitive um trying to see if it's people's subconsciouses connecting rather than ghosts of dead people or whatever, you know, and seeing if that's a phenomenon that comes up. So I usually take a, um, or have taken on previous um, uh, investigations, a particular photograph of someone um, not told anybody, but just to see if a name comes up or name comes out to speak to on these investigations, usually um, mediums or sight people with like that kind of, they can get feelings about stuff and, and surroundings. And I've always tried to see if a name will come up that relates to this photo. Never has. But that's not to say it won't, but I do it because then I, I know to myself that somebody hasn't subconsciously sort of been made aware of something and could influence an answer that comes out. But then on and that think, point, are you, mm. are you actively trying to get the, the person who has some sort of intuition or sensitivity on a uh, investigation? Are you actively trying to get them to connect with that nope. person or are you just hoping nope. it comes up in happenstance? Just hoping it comes up because, because then you could say, well, you were kind of fishing for names, fishing for information. So I just go there and it's, it's not mentioned. I don't, um, I don't make a point of it. 
make, making note of the fact that who this picture is of, what it's of, the, the context behind it or anything. It's literally, it's with me, sometimes in my wallet, sometimes in an envelope, sealed envelope so nobody can even see it. And if a name comes out, because there's different versions of the name that could come out, that I would know, if that makes sense. It's quite difficult to explain it without giving any information away because I know that we'll go out on investigations and stuff together and I don't want to prejudice stuff, but there is an object, like a photograph, um, and if a name or something come out, I would I would be able to confirm the photograph from either or multiple names. I'm not too sure if that was too vague enough. <laughs> yeah, being... I think I get what you mean, as in like was... it will have a name and then there's a nickname associated with it. But yeah, potentially, potentially. And it was just like, um, yeah. And because I don't, if I'm going on a public investigation, particularly, I wouldn't tell anybody because A, I don't know anybody on that group. And like, like we mentioned before, you go on an investigation, how, unless you know those people, how can you, possibly trust what any of them are saying and there is is possible there is a ton of people who claim that they are some sort of medium psychic whatever when chances are they're probably not and if i was a ghost and i was coming to communicate with someone doing an investigation i would certainly do it when there was no camera pointing at me no spirit box in the vicinity and i would just go and frighten the living daylights out of somebody until they ran off, you know, like <laughs> on Scooby-Doo with some chains. <laughs> um, but I certainly, I certainly wouldn't want to come and perform for a, a camera and conform yeah. to that thing. But, but, ago, anyway. but do you think, though, that the, the, those um, celebrity mediums on these TV programmes, they there is an expectation from them as well that they need. So classic one with Derek Akora and some of the stuff that he come up with. Um, yeah, you kind of like, you can see how it develops over the, the series because there's an expectation there. He has to be the one that, that confirms what Yvette um, is saying, for example, um, Yes, it's, and it gets to a point, everything becomes clickbait in the paranormal world. On the yeah. TV programs, in, should I should clarify that, the, the paranormal programs in particular, because there's an expectation that people will want to see the program, and the only way you're going to get people to watch your program is if something outrageous happens. Of course. Um, and Most Haunted is a, an absolute top trump of that. And also, what better way to to conduct an investigation than walking in the room and going, "I'm getting Mary the name, I'm get, yeah, Mary Lovestick. I'm getting the name David. He's six foot tall. He's got a bowl chop. Blah blah blah." Because that's largely unverifiable, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, who can... Derek Akora was in the room then, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but who can? How can you actually dispute that? Because at the end of the day, that's just someone going. Well, I'm a medium. That's my experience. That's why I'm. That's what's coming to me. It's, it's so difficult, isn't it? A lot. I know, of, I know that's potentially quite subjects. rich coming from me. But. <laughs> but everything is subjective in a paranormal world. What do you think, Michaela? I think it would be brilliant if you walked into an investigation one day and someone went, "Hang on a minute, Greg, have you got a picture of your auntie Liz in your back pocket?" <laughs> and then you'd be like, oh. I'm, "I'm hoping that happens one day." To about whoever is in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, I do have an auntie, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I knew it. I'm psychic. <laughs> no, that's not that was, imagine that was the photo. That, I know, that would have been insane. <laughs> Didn't even need the investigation. There you go. No. Wow. That would have been a, a proper turn up for the books. I would have <laughs> even got the photo out to show you. <laughs> So, what what are your any other thoughts on paranormal burnout from anybody? I think for me, I think when you're talking about needing something fresh, and because like I said, all the, all the 
a lot of the shows are all the same kind of stuff and they do get boring. Uh, it's kind of an old series now, but one that Natalie mentioned uh, the other day on social media, one that you can just go back to, and it's, it is different. It's one of the best paranormal documentary series I, I've seen. That's Hellier, Greg uh, and Day, and it's just it's a phenomenal series. I, I go down that rabbit hole of Hellier on a very regular basis. Every six to 12 months, I go back down that rabbit hole because – even now, I've seen it so many times. I'm still fascinated by it. It's different. The way it starts as one thing and morphs its way into 101 different other things. Just the way it's filmed, the the it, it's just genuine and it's just new. Well, it was at the time. Um, I, I just think it's a brilliant piece of documentary making. Um, yeah. I'm a huge Hellier fan. Bring on season three if they're listening out there. I want. I want to watch that. He <laughs> sent a random email to him and just say some words. And well, pretending I'm terrorist. Or yeah. Or <laughs> whatever his name was. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't I seen Hellier. Oh my oh, goodness, Greg! Greg. It's You'll gripping. It's absolutely gripping. I am in the really same boat, Greg. Is. Oh my god! It's one <gasps> of those where you end up shouting at the telly, going, yeah. "No, that can't be right!" Okay, <laughs> and then it morphs into something humongously different. And I think there's five episodes in the first season, and then the second season's a little longer, but it morphs into something completely different again, and it keeps morphing, and it—it's it, just it. It's one of those where your mouth will drop with it. it you're like, whoa. And it yeah, brings okay. synchronicity. Don't, I knew you were going to say the word. If you can tell me how many times that's yeah. said, I'll give you 10 quid. The synchronicities <laughs> in that investigation are just beyond words. You couldn't write it. Is it actually an investigation series, though, akin to like Most Haunted, or is it a... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not. I was because I thought it was a dramatization or something. No, no, no. no. It oh, it's their journey. It was the sort than... of kind of journey of, because it starts off as something very innocent. An, an email is sent to an old email address um, from a group of paranormal investigators that set up a, you know, a, a trashy investigation thing when they were like sixteen, um, and they never shut the email address down for their paranormal site and but you know they'd all moved on got married moved on with their lives and everything and then one of them happened to check the emails as an ad you know a one-off thing just to see if there was anything in there and in there was an email from a guy who claimed to have cave dwelling goblins stroke alien beings in his back garden that were terrorizing his family and was like please, can you help me? I'm really freaked out. They're tapping on the windows at night. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that. Um, so it starts <laughs> off as, as sort of like an, more of an alien type thing, really. And he sends them some evidence over of pictures of these like three-toed, whatever they, they are. Yeah, and it's very, very much related to the Kentucky Goblin story it's in the same area etc so what starts off as this and so the cameras follow it through on what starts off as this investigation into strange little creatures um but then it, it morphs into something much bigger and weirder and okay there's loads of estes methods in there that, that's what i learned as, about yesterday as amazing. soon as you said goblin i was i was in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how it all relates to the Mothman prophecies and it, it's the synchronicities that'll blow your head. Okay. Okay. Watch it. It's on YouTube for free. Okay. Even better. So, is there any other paranormal sort of documentary while we're while we're talking about it? Is there any other recommendations for paranormal series or documentaries or or anything like that because there is one that i've seen that got me onto the estes method as well and i for the life of me i can't remember what it is 
<laughs> You've forgotten. I'll have to find it. It's on Amazon Prime. Let me try and find it. And um, basically, these this group yeah. of people get together and they start to communicate with the other side, basically. And they... Uh, it's a documentary again and it talks about their experiments and they actually have an ongoing communication with um with the other side basically in this group of people that have passed on um so yeah let me I'll, I'll, while we're while we're talking about it i will i will google it but it, it's where the estes method first came to my prominence yeah. and it's phenomenal it's got certain clips of audio and video of the what they've captured at the time in the room and it was a specific room and they they had this ongoing communication um so yeah i, I don't know if anybody's seen anything like that or anybody's got any recommendations like that because i'm bang up for stuff like that um i'll be honest i don't watch a ton of I don't have time really. Normal stuff, mainly because of that, and B because much to do with the burnout sort of thing. After doing it, I don't really want to watch other people's stuff either. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what it's you just mean. a bit like, ugh. Yeah, there's, there's nothing that I particularly recommend apart from Hellier. Okay. Yeah. You know, season two starts off even weirder because the gut. Is it another email start season two? Yeah. And you haven't even finished wrapping up season one. Yeah. So season two kind of starts while they're still hadn't released season one yet. So then you sort of see that get released during the filming of season two. And then sort of the feedback and that from season one as they're investigating season two, it's just connect to season one. It's it it's really it's I mean, just watch it. I, 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 I didn't know you hadn't seen it, Greg. It's it's where no, I, I haven't this and um it's it's and Greg and Dana Newkirk, they're just really, really great. And their, okay. their podcast, Haunted Objects Pod, um, it is really good. So I'd recommend watching. Yeah, watching I was it. watching one of theirs before, actually, on the, um, the Zach Bagan's box that they got hold of. Um, so, yeah, I just started to watch that before before I jumped on this, actually. Okay. I, I will check that out later. I'm going to watch Hell You again because oh, I've not watched it for It's one of those, though. You'll, you'll watch the first episode and then you'll have to watch the next 10 because <laughs> you won't be able to stop <laughs> so um, um, yeah move some space in your diary to watch it <laughs> i get what you mean though mike it's difficult like i used to run a cupcake business and a cake business and if anybody said to me about doing cakes or watching cake programs i fuck off yeah i ain't got time i've got no no passion to that at all so I, I I I feel you there. I feel yeah. you there. And as I say from, from starting to do this, I'm a very firm believer that unless you're actually there and experiencing it for yourself, you can't guarantee that what you're being shown is real anyway. So yeah. Even if it is one of the the real paranormal channels on YouTube where next to nothing happens a lot of the time. I'm trying to Google what this program's called. You you guys are going to carry it. Oh, I see the, the other the other program. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. it, so you need to sell. Oh, it's amazing. I've got to find it. I've got I'm not. I've just typed in Etsy instead of Estes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole different type of program. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is it is, and I'm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> We'll, I will continue searching, guys, while we're talking. What? It's um, imagine having the time and money to, and to be able to do like a hellier type investigation, yeah. even like even about the camera, just doing it like for yourself and stuff. Just having the time to go out somewhere, and dedicating like a couple of weeks or, or to a month to just one. Well, not one thing, and then obviously it's how it veers off to different things. But just concentrating on one project and just doing that for that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all of these. It would just be great to just literally down tools and just yeah. spend your time doing it, wouldn't it? It would. We all need, we all need a Robert Bigelow in our lives, don't we? We do. Just, we just do. bankroll it for us. Yeah. yeah. Join our Patreon.com slash Pursuit of the Paranormal <laughs> <be> Podcast. 
<laughs> oh my god, I can I can see the bloody All right, anyway, demonology, what's your opinions, guys? Demonology. So we have spoken to a guy called Nathaniel Gillis. Nathaniel Gillis, thank you, Ash. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, who is a demonologist, claims to be a demonologist. Some of the stuff he was talking about was very fascinating. It's one of our early episodes. Um, and it, I think it, I think if there, if you've got things like ghosts, like hauntings and residual hauntings uh, and stuff like that, I don't know why there wouldn't be the dark side of that. I know you've got the Ouija board and people saying that you don't know what you're inviting in. You might get a demon or whatever. Um, but I do think that there must be a dark and a light as there is in human life. There's always nice people, horrible people, that kind of thing. So it stands to reason for for me that this demon, fallen angel, some of them call them, weirdly he linked these fallen angels and demons to the grey aliens and saying that these grey aliens are actually demons and that's why they're like um, pictures of them are, are in historical images and such like that there there's almost an alien quality to some of these things so that was quite an interesting take from him so I, I think yeah demonology and you, you a horror movie is not a horror movie without some kind of demon in it so I know Hollywood fantasizes it a bit um, but I can't see any reason why there's why it wouldn't be this this dark side what do you think do you think demon demons are a dark side do you think they're bad who do you mean exactly? I, I do. Yeah, go, go on that. Um, you know, uh, the, the f first haunted place that I kind of became aware of ghosts, per se, which got me into the paranormal side of things, there was definitely different types of spirits there that I interacted with. Some were mischievous type that you would guess, I say, poltergeisty in nature, but there was areas in that place and times that things made my skin crawl, that there was definitely something there that was not good. Whether you call that a demon, I, I, I don't know, but certainly an energy or a spirit that was negative, not positive. And I had interactions with, with those particular beings and they weren't positive interactions um there was a very sulfur smell associated with that there was a very it, it just made the hair stand up on your arms that you knew within you that something wasn't right there in that particular place and time i don't i don't have a name for for what it is whether you would call it a poltergeist and a demon in terms of the activity there, but they were distinct. They were distinctly different, good and bad. You would describe it well, in a very loose sense of the term. And when um, we actually got the church in involved, because things got so bad in this particular building at the time, to come and help with some of the paranormal stuff that was going on there because it just blew my head and I didn't know what to do um the the lady from um the catholic church who came in was able to pinpoint exactly where those dark entities as she referred to them were and without being prompted by anyone and that's really what got me into this and started my fascination with it that the fact that she could pinpoint that without having to be told because she picked up on those strange, dark energies. There, there was something not right there. There was something unnatural. And, and funnily enough, the lady from the church who came in said that actually it was a member of my staff that she believed had been using Ouija boards in that building that had opened up some sort of way for the the bad spirits to come into the place. Um 
and she, she was very clear on her opinion around that which I just was fascinated with really so do I believe there is the dark side to that definitely because I have felt it and experienced it I don't like to label it with it is it an angel is it a demon because I don't really know I just know that there's a dip, there's a good and there's a bad feeling that you can get with it and I've experienced both that's the way I look at it um but I wasn't very impressed with the Pope's Exorcist the, the new film with Russell Crowe in <laughs> I have to say while well, we're talking about you know demonology I was I was very let down by that I was really quite looking forward to seeing it but I was not very impressed but that's just by the by um as you say Greg Hollywood likes to really big up the you know the the demons that crawl up the walls backwards and you know spew black stuff all over people and all the great special effects that go with it I've never seen any of that in real life my only experience has been from a feeling um experience of it but it certainly was not a positive experience in some particular circumstances okay you, Mike I definitely oh, sorry yes sorry yeah, I, I was going to say like you saw, obviously you mentioned the Catholic Church there and there is that always that connection with demons and religion whether whatever religion is it's, it's quite it's something I, that's I kind of a part of all religions to contact Ash I was a young manager in a place that had things that were moving around and banging and clanging and very strange things floating towards me that I was seeing for the first time in my life as a you know in my early 20s and I didn't know what to do and I'm guessing the only reason why I contact is the Catholic Church I mean I'm not religious at all it is through what you see on the telly and films and stuff because you expect you know them to come and fix it for you and actually they did <laughs> as it turns out it's, it's, it's marked like I say all all Different religions have all got some type of, of demon, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, they all have what mm-hmm. they were called demons. So my kind of thought around that is, is that because religion has just been a part of human culture for for centuries? Or is it something that is born out of religion? Is it actually intertwined? Or is it just because religion has been a part of our culture, it's just their version of something that's always around us anyway, regardless of religion, like it's not a religious thing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Um, first of all, I think if Nat wants to talk about it, you should definitely do an episode entirely with her and a deep dive on yeah that first experience. Because from what you just said there, I definitely want to know more. It sounds mental. Ah. Um, it's, it's an interesting story it sounds it yeah. and especially as from what i'm about to say that i've never experienced anything negative whatsoever so i don't necessarily believe in evil spirits or demons mm-hmm. i just believe in if they are the spirits of human beings there's dickhead human beings or mischievous human beings or human beings who like to go oh i'm evil i'm a demon or whatever you know um i do think there's there's merit in what ash was saying about that they crop up in sort of all world religions. Mm. I don't necessarily know if that's a way of explaining something they couldn't explain or a control tool. Do you know what I mean? Like the concept of hell in Christianity that could just be a control to- tool of if you're naughty, you'll go to this place. That's not very nice, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm reading a book at the moment that's about demonology and as someone who's never experienced anything negative, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> it's just, it all seems a bit far-fetched for me, but I don't know. Maybe I'll have that experience one day where something feels horrible. Yeah. Well, you never know. That's if you don't get burnout first. We can only, we can only hope, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so I found the link to that episode or that documentary. I've just put it in uh the chat for the podcast um and it's it's actually whilst it's the estes method as well they use something called the skull experiments so the synopsis for this is um 
breakthrough scientific evidence of the afterlife, skull experiments. Five years, a group of mediums and scientists witnessed more phenomena than in any other experiment in the history of the paranormal, including recorded conversations with the dead, written messages on sealed film, um, video of spirit faces, and even spirit forms materialising. Oh, well, I'll give that a watch. It's really, it's, it's not a new, it's 2010, but... It's good. It got 6.2 on IMDb, and if anybody goes through IMDb ratings, if you can get certainly above six, yeah, it's going to be half decent. Yeah. You get above seven, it's decent. Eight and nine, you'll, you'll get into legendary status. But there is a second one that I've put up just around documentaries and these programs, because I know we just talked about the fact that the, the paranormal programs are a bit dull now. There's a second one on Netflix, um, that again, I've put the link to, and it's called The Devil and Father and Morph. I don't oh, know if I've you've seen, seen that. Yeah. Oh my God, there's an exorcism that takes place. It's a documentary, exorcism that takes place. And if you take it for what it is, the woman's voice and the sounds that come out of her mouth are like something out of a Hollywood horror film. It's a really interesting, like they do this exorcism in this room full of friends and family and she she makes some weird noises not gonna lie <laughs> so there's a couple there to this the first one is called um oh, i can't even remember what did i ufo tv presents the afterlife investigations that's the one and it's you rating so anybody can watch it and then the second one is the devil and father or morph which is Brilliant. This old um, father, Gabriel Amorth, performs his ninth exorcism on an Italian woman. It is in Italian with subtitles, so yeah. you have to go with that, but you don't tying, need subtitles for what she says. Tying that conversation back into demonology that we were just talking about, it also, and this is my skeptical brain looking at things, but it also baffles me when I see interviews with exorcists from the catholic church and they're like oh demons definitely exist can you hear me i don't know apparently greg can't hear me but i'll carry on anyway um i can hear you okay when you see exorcisms with i can't catholic, hear anybody catholic priests and they just go um oh yeah demons definitely exist exorcisms are a real thing this sort of thing and they're so forthright with it do you know what I mean? Yeah. Either this is difficult to sort of concentrate while we're having technical difficulties, but uh, <laughs> like I say, like it's just like a like a matter of fact for them. It's just yeah. this, this is a thing. It's it's in, I mean, it's in scripture. It's just a part of life. And like I say, with, with now this experience where the, the the lady from the Catholic Church came and was able to <laughs> was able to come and find where the, the negative energy was and get rid of it. So it's like what. What teachings are they going through to a understand demons in space marks, as we put it, and then to get rid of them? It's just like I want to go to that lesson. I want to go to that Bible study session where they're learning that this and type of stuff. What I also found interesting is is that it was a woman who came. Huh. You expect. I don't know. Well, I expected a man with a black hat and a black case like on the original Exorcist movie to turn up to do it. But it was a lady in a great big long Mac from the church um, who was just amazing. If I hadn't have experienced it myself, I would never have believed it because it was she pinpointed everything with precision and accuracy and told me exactly what had gone on and what, you know, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen the other? Uh, and I was just like, yeah, she, she freaked me out. Big style. That's very weird. Yeah. Wow. Also what, what you said about, she turned up and went, Oh, there's evil in this area. There's evil was able to pinpoint it. That's very, in my mind, that's very similar to a, um, like a medium turning up yeah, and going, oh, oh, there's something, you know what I mean? There's something here. Mm. But you could feel it. 
you could sense it wasn't right in certain areas that it would just make your skin crawl it's hard it's hard to um to verbalize that sense and that experience that i experienced there um yeah great crazy times um but that's what got me down this whole rabbit hole so i'm guessing it happened for a reason and actually i was told at the time um that the reason that a lot of this was happening because of me because i was able to um although i didn't know it at the time to be able to communicate and feel some of these feelings that were going on and this random lady who was visiting one day I was sat on my chair in my office small little office and she was looking behind me and there was, there was nothing behind me apart from like a wall and I, I just kept looking behind me and I was like what are you looking at and she she was talking to me about something completely different and she just kept staring behind me and I said why why are you staring behind me what are you looking at and she went you've seen things here haven't you Natalie and I, I was just a bit freaked out and I was like what do you mean and she said you've seen them move around here haven't you and they're here because of you they're trying to communicate with you because they've got something to say and they know you can listen you just don't know you can hear it yet very freaky and it's not to get too interviewee with yourself now is that something that has has carried on as you've continued to investigate yeah but you don't okay so do you do you consider yourself to have some sort of intuition or be be a form of sensitive yeah i I don't know what the word is for it yeah 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 i mean you can apply apply whatever you want to it right some people call themselves medium some people call themselves whatever yeah interesting and actually it then got me thinking to experiences I'd had as a child and as a teenager of things that I'd experienced that I kind of just shoved to the back of my mind and thought, oh, I just must be imagining stuff. And actually, I probably wasn't. Um, and it sort of all it sort of knitted itself together, really, through through that. Um, but there was that's the only way I can describe it is there was in some areas a sense of good, and in areas a sense of bad in terms of strange phenomena that was going on. So if we want to label it demons, then then that's probably what I experienced. It was definitely a negative force, um, you know, and not something I particularly <laughs> want to experience again. I have felt those strange feelings of that negativity since but not in such a strong way that I did back there in 19 well no maybe 2001 2002 this was um never as strongly as I did there um so I I would definitely say there's something in it because I because I've experienced it myself yeah not to be too cryptic but this is definitely a conversation we should pick up when not on a podcast because i'd, I'd quite okay. like to p- pick your brain about of what you've just said okay um from personal ex- from personal experiences as well which yeah yeah um no, no talking about synchronicity certain things seem to line up with what you've said so i'm like uh, okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> talking about synchronicity so we for our Patreon exclusive episode last week, we spoke to Jeremiah Dorf from um, What If They're On podcast about conspiracy theories. And he said that he was working in North Carolina and Charlotte. Um, weirdly, he knows the guys from Dockside Media that we've spoke to many times, Tyler and Chris. Weirdly, from the we- same place. Weirdly, I was going to ask earlier on whatever happened to Tyler and Chris because they've not been they're around for a while. No, they're still they're still doing their thing. They're still doing their thing. Um, and then we interviewed Victoria Bell the other day, and she's from North Carolina and Charlotte. <laughs> Rand- well, she's not. She's from Moldova, but... Um, <laughs> she's living she- in uh, Charlotte, where yeah. she's chosen to live, right? Yeah. So, how weird's that? We 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 spoke to was it Philip Kinsella, 
and he lived at a time a place outside Bista uh in the same village that I spent most of my youth in Chesterton just outside Bista wow super there, random there was oh, a that. spate spate on the podcast as well where you talk to someone and be like this is such and such from wantage massachusetts yeah. and you'd be like oh wantage is two minutes down the road from where greg lived or something weird like yeah, that it yeah. was it was and i mine and ash's local mps were the the shadow ministers for the same department that were responsible for yours was the actual minister mine was yeah. the shadow minister obviously yours was a posh down, down the tory Beep, and obviously my mine's a labor one. So it's the same. So it's the same job, but mine's a shadow version. So yeah. out, out of all the MPs and all the different roles they get out, it was the same. And they were the job. ones that were responsible for the military and maritime that dealt with uh, yeah, safety. And... <laughs> so yeah, I, I love synchronicities. Love them. It's definitely a funny one. Well, was... Sorry. Not then. This could mean nothing. This is just a random thing that happened last weekend. I was sat around watching a video on YouTube about um, time signatures in music, and at one point, he, the guy, talking about, it, he said about two eleven as a time signature. I was like, okay. And as he said it, I glanced up at our TV in the living room. So Patsy had something on the TV. I was looking on my laptop, and on the TV, she's watching a play through a horror game. And as the guys walked into the elevator, there's two panels with buttons from one to eleven. <laughs> And I was like, 211, 211, what the fuck? It's mad. It was, yeah. and again, there could be absolutely nothing in that. That could be the human brain going, oh, there's a pattern here. But it was just one of those weird things. I was like, of all the of all the times that I look at the TV screen and 211's on there, and Mate's talking about musical time signature. I was like, fuck. And an, and an unusual time signature if it's a 211. Uh, yeah. 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 The weirdest thing was, the example he said was like, oh, you, you'll know this from Hey Yar by Outcast. And it wasn't until he explained it that I was like, what the fuck? Because it's like, not to bore you all with musical time signatures, it was like, it was like two four fours. Yeah. And then half of a bar again. And when he he explained it, I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Yeah. Because up to that point, he's like, this is four four, this is five four, and five four sounds a bit funky. And then he's like, this is two eleven, and you'll know it from Hey Ya. And I was like, huh? That's mad. I don't Absolutely think mad. I've ever, ever, ever played a piece of music in 211, ever, ever. No, no, it's super uncommon, right? Sorry to, to digress, guys. I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Good to see that that's a music nerd as well, though. Yeah, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> on the topics of synchronicity, I might mentioned Jeremiah Dorfer. When we were recording that Patreon-only episode, patreon.com for slash pursuit panel podcast, <laughs> sorry, sorry um we were talking about the moon hoax conspiracies and we talked about obviously apollo 11 going to the moon and we recorded it and i just we did talk about this on the podcast last week but just because that's when we found out about it but we just this was day we were free it wasn't planned it was just let's talk about this conspiracy because we had different ones we want to talk about we had about three or five or six we want to talk about and we only ended up doing one because we sort of went that deep onto it which was the moon landings we recorded that on the sunday and then I was just later on, I was just thinking, it's around this time we went to the moon. Like, it was the anniversary. July, July. And it was the day Paul Levin took off for that exact day that we were recording an episode about it all being a hoax. Like, what? That's just like, obviously, just it is a coincidence, but I was just like, how? What? It's just It makes you think, like, just was it meant to talk about that on that day? It's just mm. one of them weird things. And again, as, as the old adage that, you guys cottoned and then I've repeated endlessly it when it's something's too coincidental to be coincidental, right? Yeah. And things start like synchronicity, things start lining up and you're like, probability wise, it's probable but very fucking unlikely. Yeah. And we're talking about that on that episode as well. About yeah. Yeah. Coincidences and stuff. <laughs> and that happens just by a complete chance. Yeah. Or or no. was it? Or was it? Yeah. It was it was Literally, Ash messaged me, and it's like, uh, did you do that on purpose? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't even realize. Mad. Yeah, crazy. Cool. Well, I think, uh, isn't Brigade any house they want to discuss? There is oh, one, one, someone's got his hand up. one large thing before we wrap up. Um, you have to say a big happy oh, birthday yeah. to 
my Nick my be, my best my best friend in the fucking in the uh, <laughs> podcast group and longtime listener Nick Thompson. Yes. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Not entirely sure how old you are. So as... Greg's really bad at ages. Yeah. As we found out, out earlier. Before recording. <laughs> Coincidentally, we were talking about birthdays. Oh, it was around... Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I may put you about 20 years older than you are. But I think, Nick, you're about my age. So that puts you somewhere between 35 and... and he's, he's younger than that. Is he? I think so. <laughs> Let us know, Nick. Let us know, Nick, if you've managed to get this far. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, so is there anything else that we want to cover off before we say goodbye for now? Um, sorry, I missed a few... For anybody, I missed a few minutes of that because my headphones went awry, so I went silent. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd just like to thank you both and Michaela, who left us a little bit earlier, for, for coming on yet again and speaking with us and, and getting your thoughts out on the paranormal and the state of the paranormal and, and whatnot. It is always a good chat, and it's good to just air some frustration sometimes because it does feel like... There's a lot of times in the paranormal world that we're just we're waiting for that something big to happen and it never really comes. And, and like you say, but then something will come and you just get sucked back into it and yeah, and the interest is there again. But I I get you, I get you about the the burnout. It's the struggle's real. Mm-hmm. So, True. But yeah, thank you very much for joining us, and Thanks we will speak us. to you guys. Next month. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.